Welcome, everybody, to another episode of XN Interviews. I'm your host, XN. Joining me, as always, is JX. How you doing tonight, man? I am doing great. Uh, I'm happy to be here and to have a really special guest. Go ahead and tell them who it is. It is Kabam Jax. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, yeah, so... Uh, our first question um, is usually, how did you uh, get into Kabam, or what is your uh, introduction to Marvel Contest of Champions? Yeah, so uh, I've been at Kabam for about four months now. Um, prior to that, I was just, I was itching to find my way into the games industry. Basically, COVID took a lot from a lot of people. Uh, and it act as, acted as a full reset button for me, and I started over entirely. Um, I went back to school. I moved west. I was studying broadca- broadcast and online journalism um, and got fed up with that, a little frustrated, and just kind of took a second to step back and say, what am I actually truly passionate about? Uh, and it was games. And, it, and it's always been gaming for me. And I just kind of started to do some research, make some connections. Uh, build out the network a little bit, and then um, Kabam was a major part of that interview. Um, sorry, that that research process, and then landed in an interview when the uh, community manager role opened up on MCOC. Um, went through that whole process and kind of never looked back. I'm thrilled to be where I am now. Awesome, yeah. So for those of uh, you who don't know what you do, um, what do you do at Kabam? <laughs> So I'm the community manager, um, and I'm part of the community management team, I should say. It's not just me by any means. We still have Mike kicking around, and we've got a couple others um, with some degree of responsibility. Um, And we work as a team, and we work really well as a team, I think. Uh, So a community manager within MCOC is kind of responsible for uh, encouraging interaction amongst the community, um, both on a providing different opportunities to engage, but also kind of adding some depth to those opportunities, which we can talk a little bit more about later. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, and then on the other side of it, uh, <laughs> it's really entertaining because not many people in my my day to day life engage in gaming the way that we do. Um, so they're like, I don't I don't know what you do. <laughs> so the way I always kind of explain it to them is that I basically act as a middleman for communication between community and game team. Uh, I find that that's a really, really important uh, thing that I value most within my job um, is being able to go back and forth and say, hey, game team, um, we have a few reports of so and so of this potential issue. Can we look into it? Um, and then vice versa, going back to players and being like, hey, guys, I know you're frustrated about whatever this issue may be. I'm going to try and get as much information for you as I can and, and let you guys know um, what's going on and, and what we plan to do with it. So that's it. Uh, and not so short of a nutshell. <laughs> OK, um, Jay, you got the next question? I do. So uh, how did you choose your Kabam name? So I, um, I have actually been uh, a live streamer myself for the last two years. Uh, it was basically, 
um, part of what uh, my reset was when the pandemic happened, I, I lacked community. I was kind of ripped away from a, a lot of my friends and family as a result of having to move back home. Um, and I wanted to rebuild this this sense of community. So I turned to live streaming myself um, and I went under the uh, the moniker of Flannel Jacks. Um, and then from there coming into work at Kabam, it was, it was a pretty easy swap. It was a conversation we had pretty early on about being like, well, are you sure? Like, you might not want to let people know right off the hop here that you're also a streamer. If they can get to you, uh, the state of the community is a little bit up in the air. Uh, people are a little bit frustrated. It might not be a good time, which I kind of agreed with. Um, but we're feeling like we're in a better place now. Um, so yeah, there was uh, definite conversations about that. But switching flannel jacks to kabam jacks was a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty simple no-brainer for us. Okay, very nice. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, you know it, it works well. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um. So, w- what goes into being a community manager, and how is it working with Mike and the different teams? Mike's fantastic. I mean, Mike uh, was my first interview when I was trying to come to the team here in Kabam. And uh, right from the get-go, just uh, clearly a person who exudes um, passion for what they do and for this community. Um, really, honestly, I mean, we sit next to each other in the offices and, and we work together pretty much every every day. Um, and it, it's team's always been a big thing to me personally. I grew up playing team sports and I always find that really important. Um, so to, to be able to pretty effortlessly work well with a, another teammate um, is, is kind of a dream for me. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the day-to-day stuff, it's a lot of keeping up with the forums, um, which has its challenges sometimes. Um, but then also kind of looking to bigger scale, larger reaching opportunities to engage with the community. So we do some stuff like um, inside the contest, which I hope some people have seen. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, really enjoy doing that. We've also recorded a second one. Well, I should say fifth one, but second one for me. Um, I really enjoy doing that. It's it's a lot of process of kind of digging around and rummaging with um, the game team and being like, what's new and exciting? What do you guys want to highlight so that we can go and tell the community and everyone else can get involved and and really start kind of facilitating this hype train type of, uh, of environment. Um, so there is a, it's a very collaborative position and it's a very, um, it exists in a lot of different spaces, right? You're talking to the game team, you're talking to the people working on the champions, you're talking to, uh, the people that are, are responsible for getting crystals in front of people. And, um, it, it, it's a job that touches a lot of different departments for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so I wanted to bring up you. Uh, you mentioned some of your streaming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite game to stream so far? So I'm a little all over the place. It's definitely a variety stream. When I started, it was a lot more uh, horror focused. Dead by Daylight was one that I returned to uh, very frequently, and I still do on occasion. Um, I think one of my favorite. Well, no, I know actually. My my recent favorite has been uh, Cult of the Lamb. That was just an incredibly like like it was so bizarre. It's such a strange combination of things in that it's relaxing and it's about a mass murdering uh, cult run by cute uh, cute little animals. <laughs> but it was uh, 
the the whole approach to to my my personal stream is uh, community involvement and like warmth, welcoming, acceptance, encouragement of of the community. So that game had an opportunity to directly engage with the community um, all on its own and bring people into the cult and they get to choose their own cute little critter. And um, that was a lot of fun. So for, for me, that's definitely been a favorite in recent memory. Okay. Awesome. Um, what do you, what else do you got over there, Jay? Um, okay. Well, so you've obviously recorded the videos at the office. Um, what's uh, what's the funniest moment at the office, the Kabam HQ? I mean, it's a little it's a little all over the place. It's definitely a professional environment, but there is definitely a sense that yes, we create fun. So the the people that are working there are working hard, but also acknowledge this element of there's got to be an enjoyment in what we do. So I don't know that we have a absolute standout moment for number one funniest, but something entertaining entertaining that's kind of happened recently is um sticking around after hours to, to socialize is something that we'll do maybe once a week and, and just it's good for morale and bringing the group together and like i said it's a team to me as well um but we created just out of sheer desire for play i guess uh like a, a somewhat office golf game where we had a red plastic cup that we would set up as a as a as the the target i guess and then we would have a gatorade cap that we were just flicking and having it float around the office. And it became like a, like within an, an hour of playing, it became a needlessly competitive battle of like, just trying to set each other up and, and really, <laughs> really put the pressure on each other. <laughs> and it was just a good time. Um, yeah. Basically once a week we have these, uh, these good opportunities to come and hang out. Sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, what can you tell us about Seven Stars and Ascension and Relics? So, I don't know that I have much more information than what's already been kind of put out there. And I, I, I was, you know, the whole process leading up to it. Um, and then once it finally arrived, this kind of progression roadmap, um, it, it, was a, it was a nerve-wracking process for sure. It's something that we want the community to understand um, that we are, <laughs> we're trying to learn from mistakes of the past, right? We're trying to take into consideration that feedback. Ascension, as far as I'm aware, again, being here for four months, I wasn't here for the six star launch, but it seems to me that Ascension is literally born from this idea that uh, people playing the game were incredibly frustrated um, incredibly frustrated when it felt like an entire roster reset to hit six stars, right? So I don't know that I have a ton more to share outside of what everyone knows. I really, really appreciated what the CCP did and kind of, um, you know, it, it felt exciting to them to be able to, to pull everyone into a room and be like, all right, gang, this is what we've got going on and we're, hope you're, we're hoping you're excited for it. So let's see. Um, and they, they did, they ran with it. I sat and watched like multiple 20, 30 minute videos as, as people kind of broke down, um, not just what they knew, but what they felt about it and how they were anticipating it, uh, kind of playing out in the future. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the, the CCP, the, the content creator program, um, really did without us forcing it on them, they really did kind of get the message that we were hoping that they would that all, all three of these components are kind of working together to create um, something new, 
something that needed to happen anyways, right? In terms of progression, something for people to chase, but also a different approach to it that adds, yes, complexity, but also some customization and some pretty cool stuff. And at the same time is respecting the work that everybody put in to grow the rosters to the point it's at now. Okay. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the CCP and working with them. Um, what is it like to join a new company and uh, to work with uh, the CCP? Honestly, it's been, it's probably one of the best uh, parts of my job. Everyone who works in the, the content creator program is all very passionate, um, but they're all, they all have layers of entertainer within them, um, which I think is fantastic. It causes, it creates a level of charisma that makes uh, just kind of to checking in on everybody and, and seeing the chatter very entertaining. Um, it's it's also great that uh, they kind of have their own, they're able to put their own stamp on the game themselves in a sense, right? Their feedback is not just like, it has a completely different level of, it's not me saying I'm gonna go get I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this along to the game team. No, the game team is there. The game team is is in there. It's in the trenches with the the content creators and saying what do you guys think about this? Like, is this something that you uh, that you personally would enjoy? Do you think that the, that your circles would receive this well? Um, so to kind of see that collaboration process on top of everything else is is really fulfilling and, and encouraging for me. Okay, yeah, that, that's I I love the CCP and. Um... That's what, you know, people obviously don't, people who aren't in the CCP don't get to see that, but that's exactly what it is. It's it's that relationship between the developers and the people in the CCP to, to make the game better. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, you know, people say that that doesn't happen in the CCP. You're dead wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe I'll find out one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something, don't worry, I, I'm having a conversation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, well, yeah, hopefully we can make it happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so how was, uh, wh where are we? Okay. Uh, what can you tell us about working on writing and hosting video content, like inside the contest? I, I, <laughs> I really like it. I really enjoyed it. Again, it's, it's a level of collaboration. Um, so it's something that I get to go to the game team and say, what's new and exciting? What do you want people to know about? What do we think people are going to be are going to be hyped about? So it's kind of an exciting process right from the get-go of literally actively trying to find things that are, are going to be exciting. And then that collaboration kind of extends to now a video team. Um, and in a previous life of mine, I was uh, I was pretty uh, involved in, in some digital creation stuff outside of just live streams and things like that. So, um, it feels like kind of stepping back into, uh, to old shoes for me, something just cozy and, 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 uh, comfortable and familiar. Uh, but I really, really do enjoy it. It's something that I got weirdly possessive of pretty quickly. <laughs> like I was brand new into the company and, uh, I didn't know I I knew what the vid, what inside the contest was because before I had started my interview process, I went and checked out. I was like, what do what are we doing to engage the community? What does MCOC do to engage the community? So I knew what MCOC was in that sense, but I didn't know the process of of what went into it. Um, so it was something that um, going through it the first time around and collaborating with the marketing team and 
like I said, talking to the game team and getting an idea of what we should be talking about and and how can we present this in a way that's most exciting um, and, and all of these sorts of things. It's something that I was like, I'm very, very invested in this. I want this to go well. I want this to be awesome. Um, and you know what? The one that we, that we put out that I had a hand in, I was very excited with how it played out. Um, Big shout out to, to everyone who helped put that together. And then again, even having people from the game team come in and share their own piece is a different story, right? Like it's one thing for me to take that and say, okay, I think I can communicate on your behalf versus, okay, let's work together so that you can tell people and that they can put a face to a name and understand that, yes, this is a human working on this game. And this is, oh, that's what they do at the company. That's so cool. Um, and like, for me, that first video, um, the, seeing the interview between Mike and then, uh, Tyler and Harold from the game team, that was it for me. Like that was my favorite moment was seeing that collaboration and, and the, the back and forth and the banter and, and you can see the camaraderie there. And to me, it's, it's an important feature of letting the community know that there are real, real human beings working on these games. Cause I know it's a passionate fan base. Um, but they, they can see red sometimes and some of the, the nastiness that's come out and it's just like blanket statement about game team or kabam in general. And it's like, in my eyes, the more we can put real people in front of the camera and have them tell the audience what they're excited about to some level, I hope that (laughs) a residual effect of that is people in the community say, oh, yeah, they're just people. You know, sometimes mistakes are made and I don't need to curse them out on the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I, I, I used to make the videos breaking each one down. I didn't do it for the last one. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but uh, That's okay. That's okay. Uh, no, I, that's exactly. Yeah, like putting name, uh, putting faces to name is cool. And um, the Inside the Contest videos, they give us like so much information. Uh, you know, like the, the, that one was Act 8, Battlegrounds, Cytalis, mm-hmm. which I was excited for because she was in MROC, the final cutscene. Uh, and the next month's Champs as well. It's like, that's really exciting. And again, to see the actual people that work on it. And the bloopers at the end was just hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you brought it up because I thought about it and then I forgot as I just went on a long-winded rant. The bl- The bloopers, those are my favorite part of the whole video. Um, and in the first cut, I'll tell you that they were about a minute long. And then the feedback was, yeah, they're great, but pick one or two because you can't <laughs> let the video run for a minute of just people stumbling over words or making fun of each other. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of saw that, that minute video and it was pretty funny. It was great. I love it. I, yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think Mike and I were talking about it once we saw that first cut and I was like, if they're going to cut down the next if they're going to cut down the bloopers for the, the full release, we should definitely get the blooper reel ourselves. Like we, I, I want to hold on to this. This is very entertaining. And again, it just shows the chemistry and the enjoyment yeah. and, and the banter back and forth between people. Yeah, yeah it definitely I, shows you guys really care. About <laughs> yeah, no, you can go. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, definitely shows you guys really care about each other. And like you said, have that com- camaraderie. Yeah, it's a it's a group of passionate people at the very least. Like uh, again, I know it it seems easy for at times uh, community to say uh, kabam is is the worst, right? And uh, realistically, when you break it down, that every single person I've interacted with is passionate about what they do, 
and they're trying to make things better and more enjoyable for people. So having a moment where you can sit with each other, talk about what you do for a living and laugh and enjoy yourself, I think is something pretty special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm so looking forward to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll make a breakdown on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, I wrote, uh, you know, helped write the, the next one as well. Like I said, it recorded. Um, we're, we're still, the editing process is much longer than I've ever experienced in my life, uh, for, <laughs> for other videos, like doing it in a professional capacity, right? Like, I've created content um, in, in, I imagine, similar ways to a lot of the content creator program where it's like, cool, I'm going to get this done today. And you just sit <laughs> down and you get it done. But now it's like in, a, in a, a professional, like, corporate manner where, okay, yeah, we have a department to do that for you. I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is about at all. So I'm like, the process is longer and um, it's exciting. It just kind of builds hype. And like I said, we get to see the first cut and the second cut and, you know, kind of ask for changes or, or make adjustments and keep going that way. It's awesome. Um, yeah, you can, uh, do you have some of your, uh, like you said, you're invested. Does some of your streamer side, your personality, uh, come into the, uh, inside the contest videos? Oh, big time, big time. It's a, uh, it's an opportunity for me to kind of flex that muscle <laughs> in my previous, uh, pre COVID life. I was a performer uh, and that's what I did professionally and, and was able to, to travel around the world and was really fortunate to do that for about, about a decade. And then COVID said, no, 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 no live performance and no travel. And I went, oh, <laughs> so, um, you know, starting my own Twitch, that was another itch that it scratched was this, this element of, of performance, of performance value and in being in front of a crowd is something I've always enjoyed doing. And uh, I love hosting things. So hosting ITC, uh, I, I just kind of jumped at the opportunity and, and being a part of that. Um, and then, yeah, just being in front of a crowd and presenting information for some reason is, is it's built into my DNA, I guess. I really, I just enjoy it. So yeah, you're right. Once I step in front of the camera for ITC, it can, I'll, I'll tell you the last two times we shot uh, my call, my start was 9am and I'm not a morning person. And they're like, are you good at 9am? I was like, Oh, <laughs> so like showing up on set and getting a cup of coffee and like grumbling. And then as soon as like the lights come up and they're like, we're rolling, it's just, you flip to a different mode and, and fully engage in what you're talking about. That's awesome. I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, um, I, I, I want to bring this up and, uh, um, how, how was, uh, so obviously we had the creative director at Kabam, Gabriel Fazera depart from mm. Kabam. And I was kind of wondering how is the team's feeling about it? Like, uh, how, how, how is everyone? Um, it was definitely a, uh, a heartfelt moment for me personally. I had only met the, the man, the myth, the legend a handful of times. <laughs> uh personally so i didn't have like quite as uh intimate a connection as a lot of people did um but anytime anyone spoke of him it was just like i'm, I'm not it's not an exaggeration it <laughs> felt like they were speaking about a legend right so that departure time. i didn't know i don't think i knew personally until the day before his last day um, and then he was in the office where I was working for his last day and, and kind of seeing everyone's emotional response to that was, was pretty powerful. 
in a sense. And then at the same time, um, like there was a, a bunch of internal emails just kind of wishing him the best. And he seems like as I get as I get my bearings more and more about what this game's all about and how it works behind the scenes, he was, from my understanding, essentially a foundation, right? It, it was a, a constant um, that everyone was able to kind of connect the dots with. And, and uh, yeah, Gabe was, uh, was, was a, a heart and soul of the, uh, of the, the creation of the project to an, to an extent. So in terms of how the team's feeling, like everyone wished him well and, and is excited to see what he does next. And, um, clearly a very, very talented man and very personable in the, in the few times I interacted with him as well. So that's always something to see that there's, um, a level of humble that accompanies the level of genius and, 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 you know, it's, there's nothing worse than talented people who are, are mean, <laughs> but, uh, the team is sad to see him go. I'm sure there's enough personal connections there that people will keep in touch. Um, but it also seems like there's this kind of unanimous feeling that he left the project in good hands. I don't know to what extent he was involved in the process of saying, okay, you know, here's who I want to take over. But, um, you know, everyone else still seems very confident with, with where it's going from here on. Awesome. Like we, I've been following him. I mean, since really the beginning of the game. So it's, mm. it's pretty insane that, that he's like he left and, he, and he's working on something new which i'm super excited for uh but that's good to hear that if we're in good hands it's it's so insane for someone so high up and worried about uh, concerned with the future of the game story-wise like it's it's so interesting to see what uh, his legacy is really yeah i mean it's that level of passion that we've we've already discussed a couple times today but you know if that's where it if you have someone in that position with that level of excitement and and passion for what they do, the trickle down effect is inevitable, right? And and you bring in more people that are passionate in their own ways, and it just kind of it that level of co collaboration just grows and grows the more people bring their own passions forward. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Oh, we have a question here. Actually, uh, what are your thoughts about community created battlegrounds tournaments? Any thoughts on how Kabam can support and encourage these? Um. I love them. Uh, when we first launched the mode, we were really, really excited. And there was a lot of conversations about how this is one of the biggest things we've added to the game in a long time. And I'd only been here for three months. And I was like, it's definitely the biggest thing that we've added since I've been here. Um, but it was, it was something that we were really excited. And one of the reasons why was we're excited to see what the community does with this. This felt like not just a game mode for some people, but also kind of a creative tool that we were giving to people. And it was something that the CCP was adamant about from, from the very beginning. Um, and, and we were thrilled. We, we were kind of keeping tabs on the, um, the first couple tournaments as they were happening. And I've definitely been a part of internal conversations where we want to see more and what can we do to help support um so there's been a number of different conversations and nothing's concrete it's it's what i like to say in the forums sometimes when i'm like i'll give you guys a little insight but just so you know like you can't come back to me in the end and be like <laughs> well you said because nothing's nothing's ever finalized until it happens right but you know whether that's uh helping promote from a marketing standpoint or helping incentivize participation 
or you know um, doing something in the in the ways of cool. Can we help provide a uh, like a prize pack and incentive for for you know uh, the top performers in this tournament and stuff? So it's very cool uh, being a community manager and seeing the community come together as a community. I think that was a really really fulfilling um, time when those those first tournaments were really hitting and uh in terms of facilitating more in the future um it's something that as the game mode grows and develops and evolves uh we want to attempt to be a little bit more involved when we can but you know in the meantime we hit certain roadblocks that the community run tournaments won't if that makes any sense um, there's a lot more kind of red tape for us to navigate to make sure that things are done a very, very specific way. For example, if we brought you two on and, and we're like, okay, now fight, you guys have to be on your best behavior and you can't swear and you know all of these different corporate guidelines we have. Whereas you guys uh, run your own tournament and you guys could threaten each other's lives <laughs> repeatedly and there's nothing that nothing that would stop you, right? So there is right. a level of freedom there that we want to that we were that we were excited to see and very happy to encourage. Okay. I would love to see like face to face. Like I, I've gone to so many Call of Duty tournaments and just like the shit talking mm. that would happen. Yeah. If, if this was like at an event, it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I uh I grew up playing hockey and lacrosse, which are both very contact, very Canadian sports. Um, but very contact, very aggressive sports. And the way that I played them was as a bit of an agita agitator. So the trash talk was something that uh, when you see good trash talk, even if it's directed at you, you got to pay it some respects, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so who are your favorite champs in game right now? Great question. I love uh, Guillotine. Guillotine was like a, 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 a first love for me in that I think, I think Guillotine was like my first four star and then, you know, moving forward also as five star and, and just... Uh, a pretty simple rotation for me. It's a very important thing that I make uh, make people aware that I'm not as good as you. And like you, you may be hearing this, and you're like, "Me? Yeah, probably you." <laughs> like me being on this game uh, for you know maybe six months because I started playing it before I was hired, just trying to to get a, a lay of the lands. Um, it's I'm not good enough to be on stage with other people in, in any sort of competitive way. So those battleground tournaments, um, I don't anticipate me being there anytime soon. This game's huge. There's so much to learn. And I think that's what, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's what appeals to a lot of people about it as well. There's a level of depth that if you want to dive in, it's there for you, right? It's one of those beautiful sweet spots of uh, easy to pick up and difficult to master. Um, and the, level of play that I see from our CCP and, and live streams. Like I'll, I'll spend time literally just searching who's live. Are people live on YouTube or people live on Twitch? I'm going to check out their streams and seeing their, their level of play always puts mine to shame. So I kind of go in and go, <laughs> Oh, um, I'm not doing this right at all. But uh, yeah, guillotine is a very, very cool uh, character. I like the kit, the gameplay. Um, loop that i use works it might not be the the optimal one but it works <laughs> uh and i think it's super cool that kabam and and this game have had a mark on marvel as a brand and comics uh and and everything along those lines like i was a 
a pretty big comic reader. I didn't get into it until my 20s. Um, but once I was there, I, I really, really dove into to the comics and stuff. And to see that um, that Kabam and MCOC were able to create characters that actually lived in, in real, honest-to-goodness Marvel comics was a very, very cool thing. I remember in my first couple of weeks working at Kabam when people were kind of breaking down these characters that, oh yeah, these are our characters and now they exist in Marvel stuff. It was uh, a very, very cool moment. And, and I don't think that there's a ton of games that contribute to their franchises in that capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's so cool. You're talking about Yatine because she's, she has a 616 version in, in she's in multiple comics. It's, it's mm-hmm. insane really. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about your uh, introduction to, uh, to Marvel. Uh, what did you get into reading first? So to me, I, uh, it was my early 20s, and I'd always had this admiration for comics, but from a, from a slight distance, uh, because getting into comics is very overwhelming. When I was doing my own content creation stuff, I was, running, I was, I was hosting and running a travel vlog, and uh, I was just so fortunate to travel so much with my previous job that I was all over the world and was like, cool, let's highlight some stuff. And my favorite stuff to do was what I called nerd abroad and just going into different really nerd focused um, establishments and having conversations and highlighting certain things. So like I did a um, an e-sports bar in Brussels, Belgium, which was really cool. They're literally like, yeah, we have five gaming computers and you come in and play or we'll broadcast these big e-sports matches and stuff. Uh, but I had a conversation with someone in Australia at a um, comic shop that was meant to be one of the top 10 in the world. There is a, um, there's like a grant, no, sorry, that's very Canadian. There's an Oscars of Canada, or sorry, of comic books, and they nominated like best comic shop in the world, and they were on the the shortlist, the top 10. Um, And in the conversations I had with one of the managers there, we agreed that getting into comics from absolutely no knowledge is very, very intimidating. You know, especially with the popularity of the MCU right now, um, people don't realize that there are multiple timelines and storylines that all kind of exist at the same time, but also not at the same time. So it was very intimidating for me to get involved. But in my early 20s, I had a friend uh, who... Uh, was big into comics and I didn't even know and they're like cool let's go find a shop so there's a place called Newbury Comics in uh, Providence on the uh, east coast of the US there and we went in there uh, and they literally walked me through and they're like okay read one of each of these and pulled out like six or seven different comics and and to me the one that resonated most right away was Deadpool um, so this was probably 20, 2012, so no film even on the horizon, nothing at all. Um, and just reading those comics, they were so well written and enjoyable. And as much as I love comics, one of the limitations of the medium is if you have a fight scene of any kind, it's told out, it's told over two panels, three panels. You know what I mean? You can't get 
the same cinematic combat that you get in a film or television show. So to me, the level of comedy um, and and wit and creative writing in Deadpool really just worked and resonated with me and pulled me in. Very nice. We all love Deadpool. We're all excited for oh, the yeah. new Deadpool movie. Unbelievable, <laughs> yes. right? They already delayed it, which is weird to me. <laughs> they already delayed it, but very, very cool. Um, I mean, that, and the, the process of them announcing it through Ryan Reynolds' socials and his marketing, he's got a, a marketing firm called Maximum Effort that, um, I mean, is named after a Deadpool reference, right? So yeah. um, it was all just genius the way that they, the, the way that they did it. And uh, it makes me excited that there's still a level of creativity and, and see something new coming to the MCU. For sure. Um, Jay, you got the next question? Uh, yes, I do. And I was, I was going to say like Deadpool when I was, when I was a kid, like I, before he got the movies and mm-hmm. became mainstream, he was like one of my favorite characters. Love uh, it. Like I, I was like, oh man, you guys are mainstream now, but I was loving this, loving this dude since a kid. Um, and even I, I did act two dialogue today. And in that he's like, like, he's like, I'm the boss now let's go. And, uh, in ultimate Alliance two, he's a boss in that. And he's like, get ready for a boss fight suckers. And I, I put the clip in it, and I was like, it, it just works so well, and like yeah. for Deadpool. <laughs> I love him. Um, oh, love I meant it. to mention this when uh, when you're talking about Battlegrounds, but uh, hmm. can you speak a little bit on the cheating, like how Kabam deal with the cheating for Battlegrounds? Yeah, so it is a it's kind of a delicate topic because I know that it is a very very serious thing, and it impacts a lot of people, and a lot of people feel very passionately about it. But at the same time, there's only there is a limitation to what we can say in the sense that if we share too much, people will adapt to what we explain. So what I can say, I'm not going to say nothing, um, (laughs) is that the level of frustration that people are feeling is uh, is reasonable and uh, mirrored, if not exceeded on the game team. The level of frustration that we have internally with it. Um, is high. It's something that we know needs to be addressed. It's something that we're working hard to address. Um, It's just about putting the right people in the right place um, and making big moves um, like that, that would in theory impact all of, not all of, but a lot of different game modes, right? Because if we come in and we're trying to crack down on modders, which we are, um, we don't just want that to be something for battlegrounds. We want Alliance Wars to to have that same thing. So putting in a new process is going to impact a number of different portions of the game. And it's a big change. Um, it's it's a big task. So it's something that unfortunately requires more time. Um, but it is something that's being taken very seriously. And I don't think that people... Um, are i mean people can't be aware it's not something that we can share with with people but it is something that we're paying attention to like i see conversations on the forums um does this report button even do anything it does (laughs) like i understand the frustration and i understand people looking at the leaderboards and seeing oh well this person's definitely a modder or having these to me, that's one thing because we'll go through and, and we, you know, continuously throughout the season, we 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 comb through the leaderboards to to remove modders, and we have this other frustration where we don't have an automation um, process in place, so that when we re- when we do remove modders, um, you know, people can't see them 
be removed, right? They still see them on the leaderboards, even if we're looking at our information on the back end and saying, oh, no, 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 this person's not on the leaderboards anymore. It doesn't show the players. And that's the frustration as well. As, as much as we can keep telling people that we're removing players, if people aren't seeing it, there's always going to be a level of skepticism there. So, you know, overall, it's a, it, we know it's an issue. We're, it's not something that is being ignored something that we are trying to put a lot of different pieces in place uh, in the near future here. Um, but it is uh, it, the layer of frustration in that we can't actually show you guys what we've done is uh, it's just one more piece to the puzzle as well. Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, now that you're, now that you say that it definitely sheds a lot of light on, on the reasons why we can't see the leaderboards as they are or a after the fact, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and we appreciate the, the transparency for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I know it, it was one of the, the goals I had set when I started and it was something that when I introduced myself, I think to the content creators on, on our discord channel and as well as myself on the forums striving for, uh, you know, increased and improved, um, communication and transparency is, is what I think is going to allow me to be successful in my role. So where there's wiggle room to have transparency, I, I'm an advocate for it. So for example, when we were changing the battlegrounds uh, rewards and we were changing the, the, the systems um, kind of approaching the end of season one, we made changes about a week from the end and then we made changes going into season two. Um, it was something that I really wanted to make sure that we hammered home was the intention behind things. That level of transparency to me is why are we changing things is going to be the question a lot of times. And, and that's where I think the transparency can really shine. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Um, Jay, you got another one over there? Yeah. I, and Trassus in the chat. So a lot of, get a lot of questions. Uh, he's like, uh, can Kavan make a list of who's banned and have it on their profile? <laughs> So um, this is one that I haven't touched directly, but um, from the conversations I've heard internally is that the reason we're, we tell players that we can't share information about bans, so you know, notably when people report certain players and say, this is clearly a modder, um, the reason we don't come back to them and be like, thank you, uh, we have banned that person. Apparently that... Um, that instruction comes all the way down from our legal team that we are not to out people in that capacity. Um, so not in that sense um, that we can't really post like a, uh, a list of shame as much as uh, I think it would be impactful. Nothing like uh, social pressure to, to motivate people to behave. Um, but something to the effect that I'd like to see in, in the future and something that we, we're all hopeful we can work towards is saying like, um, okay, we have banned X number of people this season, um, and this is the impact that it's had, and this is, you know, maybe even some insight into it has required X amount of man hours to make this happen, you know what I mean? Just to um, give people a sense that we are uh, trying to make strides in the right direction with it, um, but also that it's not, <laughs> it's not a small task, and, and I think everyone's aware of that. It's definitely not. I I can tell. 
You know, um, I, I mean, there's a whole team dedicated, I'm sure, to to implementing bands <laughs> and combing through the, all the data. Yeah, it's a lot that comes through, right, with every report um, for it to be manually done right now. And again, like, there's hopes that the the process becomes a little more automated. Um, but we also see it come up in the forums occasionally where people are like, just have AI do it. And we're like, okay, but like someone has to build that AI and that requires man hours and someone has to pay for that AI, which requires money. So like, yes, there's a lot of different solutions that are being explored, but um, you know, I think the fact of the matter is it's not going to be as fast as anyone, including the people working on it wants, right? If it's something that I promise you, every single person working on battlegrounds, working on, on the game, wishes they could snap their fingers and have everything that they need to tackle it. Um, but it's something that is being taken seriously and people are, um, you know, invested in the process of making it better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I was figuring that the a wall of shame would really because of legal reasons. That's what I was that's why I laughed earlier. <laughs> I want a wall of shame for so many things, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh absolutely. <Wouldn't> it be <laughs> nice? <laughs> Um, okay, well, we have another question, and we've had Gabe on the podcast before, and he's talked about this, is the relationship between Kabam and Marvel. Is there anything, I know you're new, but is there is there anything you've kind of had to deal with and want to talk about? So I don't deal with Marvel directly, um, but in my experience, there's uh, a relatively healthy relationship, at least on the marketing communication side, where, where I kind of reside. Um, and there's a lot of approvals, but also a pretty healthy um kind of mutually beneficial relationship so it's not just you know they allow us to use their um their brand and and um it's a little bit deeper than that in the sense that we kind of work back and forth well how can we present our game in a way that best represents the brand and vice versa how can you how can marvel enable us to um present things in our games excuse me, that are topical and exciting and, and timely in certain capacities. So it is a, an interesting relationship and we do have guidelines and restrictions as a result, but I think it enables us to do a lot as well. Yeah, all right. Um, oh, sorry, so I want to add on your... that real quick. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, he, he added, uh, does Marvel share about upcoming projects? Uh, they do because they actually, from what Gabe has talked about like when the Eternals, he's like they sent it months and months in the end before, and obviously you have to plan for the MC releases, right? When we do crossovers, um, yeah, to some extent, I, I wouldn't say that they give us absolutely everything because yeah, uh, Marvel's a massive machine as well, right? <laughs> they, they keep their own cards to their chest on certain things, um, but there's definitely uh, some situations where yeah, they'll they'll give us a heads up about something a, a little bit ahead of time. Um, it's also been kind of comical to. Um, it's been kind of comical to see internal meetings. Um, so, for example, Thor Love and Thunder that that released recently, we go see it on day one. But some people in the marketing team are part of meetings with Marvel where they'll just say what happens in the movie. Oh, and no. you're like, nobody want you. And we've had people literally be like, do I have to be a part of this meeting? Can I can you relay the important things to me? I don't I want to watch the movie and enjoy it because. Man, the people that work on it are they're fans of of Marvel and the MCU, so it, there's a level of excitement still. 
Absolutely. No I, would, spoilies. I would be devastated. <laughs> yeah, no spoilies. Please. That, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, okay. So something super, super exciting is uh, the Summoner's Choice. Uh, you kind of talked about it on the forums that I saw, getting some new information pretty soon. Uh, is there any info you can share about it? Um, I So there's not a ton that I can share outright, but I can kind of share when we can share, if that makes any okay, sense. That works. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I've been a part of the process of... Um, or I've, uh, they don't, I'm still new. So my, my opinion, um, weighs slightly less slightly. It's a very collaborative thing. So we've looked at the lists. I've, I've seen the preliminary lists. I've seen the lists that they're hoping to move forward with. I've seen all those sorts of things. Um, it's exciting. Um, I know from some of the feedback that I've read in the forums over time is that some people, some characters are brought to the table and you're like, yeah, they're gonna win. That one's gonna win. The other guys don't stand a choice. Uh, they don't stand a chance, <laughs> right? They're just gonna win. So uh, a big part of the selection process this time around was cool. Can we put people all from from similar tiers? Are these people all going to be similar levels of of uh, of popularity? So we don't have um, kid kaiju which was one that I was like, he's sick, man. He draws yeah. kaijus. And they're like, no, probably not. Because he's he is like D-level excitement uh, or popularity, I guess I should say, uh, up against like anybody that's huge and, and highly anticipated, right? So there is active effort that was put into uh, to trying to make them a, a little start on on even ground, I would say. In terms of more information, we'll hear a little bit more um soon we'll hear a little bit more soon and then it is something we talk about briefly in uh the next inside the contest which is um a little over a little over a month so they'll uh there'll be a little bit more information kind of dropped over the next month month and a half which is exciting like to see this is one thing that that seems unanimously well received which is so rare our community is incredibly passionate the players of this game are incredibly passionate and i respect that but there's also when you get a community this size it's hard to make a move that that makes everyone happy it's hard you'll have people with unpopular opinions uh so to say and and you know try to be contrarian and and whatever the circumstance may be but aside from concerns about well this person's gonna win because they're so much more popular aside from that um it seems like everyone gets really really excited about having their own contribution to 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 impacting the game itself so uh i'm really looking forward to it it's been something that we get really hyped up about internally awesome man uh i have a question do you so i've been actually contributing to the unofficial wish list do you guys look at unofficial wish lists um or do you guys just kind of know character's popularity just because you're with marvel and and you you read comics and and whatnot in the forums specifically so i know the forums has a wish list but i i meant like on a ranker like el gabrino and jim and and a few of the community members we've made our own wish list that has close to 616 characters and people can Uh, upvote and downvote on it so is that something you look at or you kind of look at the forums or no answer really (laughs) um 
I can say that me personally, I haven't seen that stuff. It, okay. it hasn't come across. Uh, but I'm also not the person who runs the whole thing. Luck luckily, um, we do try to bring as much community sentiment to these types of things. Um, anything that impacts the community, we we as the community management team try to try to make sure we have an understanding of how the community will react ahead of time because uh, nothing is worse than seeing an outrage that you were not prepared for. Um, so those specific details, I don't believe I've seen. And to be fair, I do comb through a lot of our content creator stuff. That's just, that one has been elusive to me. Um, but the, in terms of the level of popularity, yes, there's um, kind of keeping our finger on the pulse of the community and understanding um, who has been constantly requested and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. The document, as they were picking characters, they had letter gradings. And now that you mention it, I don't know who, who assigned those letter gradings. It could have been from Marvel directly. It mm -hmm. could have just been someone we asked on the street. <laughs> as far <laughs> as I know, I don't have that info. Um, okay. But it definitely... Uh, we do take into consideration what we have heard from the community. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just curious because we've we've shown that list to Mike and John and and uh, well, if those are the ones that have seen it, those are also the people that have a say in in, in okay. what's contributed. So, so someone with important eyes has seen it. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Love to hear it. I'm I'm excited to vote. Like I when the last vote came out, I was like, Quicksilver's winning this. Like hands down. I, I yeah. we said it on the podcast. I was like, he's just too popular not to win it. Yeah. Uh, and well, I'm uh, sorry. Exit I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> you were trying not to will it into existence, right? Yeah, man. Beta Ray Bill yeah. is my guy. Beta Ray Bill, <laughs> hell yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad there's gonna be a better balance next year. That's like that's like our our critique. The big biggest critique on the show is it. And also we have Kushala. I voted for Kushala, and so is Xander and Slayer. <laughs> so <laughs> little salt right there that she got, she got defeated so so fast. <laughs> yeah, I think there uh, are minor structural um, adjustments to the next one as well. Um, so hope I think it was another thing to address, kind of making it more fair across the board because. Yeah, the way that they had, had done it before, to my understanding, with the bracket system, mm -hmm. going head to head, you have two people that could be favorites, but one of them is eliminated right away, exactly, right? Yeah. They could be a final bracket. So it is something they looked at, and uh, I'm not sure the exact details to, to adjustments or, or how how big they are in scale, but it is something that they were definitely aware of. Cool, yeah, we'll find out in a month. So I'm excited mm -hmm. for that. Um, all right, well, let's move on to kind of kind of your account in a bit. Do you do Arena or Battlegrounds? Um, I'm not good enough for battlegrounds. <laughs> oh, good. I, I don't have um, matches either. <laughs> I dove into to some uh, arenas, uh, mostly for gold grind. But hey, this new thing called solo incursions has been so fun. <laughs> like I know it's it's hard to uh, you know it, it's from the mouth of the people who are promoting it in a sense. But literally, as a person who just plays it, if I remove my kabam cap. It's so much fun. And like I played the when it I played it duos once or twice, but I understood what everyone in the community was saying and that it's difficult to to find a partner, especially one that's reliable and will come back to things repeatedly. So playing it solo and kind of having these almost rogue-like elements, right? Each runs a little bit different and, and there's a little bit of RNG, but it kind of just adjusts your strategy and it's all pretty manageable there's a real like cool levels of, of excitement towards it. And I'm glad that it's been really well received as well. 
Absolutely. I love it, dude. <laughs> it makes it, we were talking about it before you came before we started live streaming. Like mm. it's, it's really awesome. And it what like you said, like you've had to count on another person and now you can only account your mistakes to yourself. So yeah. <laughs> keep yourself yeah. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. When you fail, yeah, I, you have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> I, I've been enjoying it. Um what's the farthest uh zone you've been to? Not far. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want to get better at this game, and this has spurred me on so much more. I think I've only gotten to like five or six. Um, but I'm also still very much at the point of like I don't know specific loops for specific champs outside of just a small handful. Um, and it's kind of cool to me that when I when I get a new champ and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to learn this, I turn to our I mean, we, yes, have our own deep dives and things, but our content creator program and, and all the people churning out content for their favorite champs, there's such a wealth of knowledge there that genuinely uh, the level of uh, mutual gain from that program has been really entertaining of, of being like, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you guys to, uh, to create content and then your content's going to teach me how to be better at this. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure nice. Slayer is... At, is, is thinking do you know a cgr rotation nope no oh. but to be fair, he's not on my he's not on my roster so yeah that makes fair. i don't need it <laughs> he heard rotation and his brain started rotating he's like cgr <laughs> yeah gotta start opening more uh dual class crystals for that one that's <laughs> yeah. what i i mean that's what i do but i've also been building my team around mutants um, yeah okay i I think it was a Mike uh, influence when I first got there. But he, he a Cyclops? Just, uh, he, well, not Cyclops specifically. X-Men in general, I yeah, think, yeah. Is, is the one that does it. But yeah, he explained the whole Cyclops uh, essentially meme <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a, a level of pressure. I, I'd read a handful of those comics as well. And um, definitely when I was a kid, seeing the uh, seeing the old films, which... Don't go back and watch them now. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't hold up. Um, but yeah, there's a, a level of connection there. And I also had a, a, an early game APOC, and I was like, okay, well, that makes this this pretty easy. Let's just build yeah. a team around them. Hell yeah. Um, is there one champ you'd want to add to the game? Like, if you could choose, like, I know when Kaban members, like, they join, they're like, they got to do something on a new character. You know So what? is that something you did? I'm so glad you asked. Um, so it's not something that uh, when I joined, I think on the, the game side, they might kind of approach people and, and be like, cool, what are your new fresh ideas that we haven't explored yet? Um, being a little further from the game development team, it's not something that uh, was part of my onboarding in any way. But recently, have you guys seen Spider-Rex from uh, oh, Edge of the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yes. I talk about this all the time. And Mike <laughs> just, Mike's just like, stop. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, but to me, Spider-Rex is ridiculous that he exists at all. He's hysterical, just the fact that he is a character that's been created. And I want him to come to our game because I just think it'd be so much fun. And we always see a lot of, like, another Spider-Man. And it was like, yeah, but this one's a dinosaur. <laughs> so I think there's enough differentiation there. <laughs> Yeah, that Spider would be insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the, sh the the sheer size of him. <laughs> he would have to come with Moon Girl. Uh, oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, that would be a cool pairing. 
Yeah. Oh man, there was a dinosaur in the in the the, the seven year anniversary. I don't think that ever happened. I was unless I gotta read Act Seven dialogue, but and I remember Morgan Lefay in the original one. She would uh, they revealed that if she won, she would have had a dinosaur in her kit. Dang, so, they were th- cool. they were thinking about it. So maybe maybe I know that there's um the, this kind of constant conversation of having multiple skins and multiple yeah. uh, assets on at the same time. I guess the first time they were able to do that was with one of the Ghost Riders when he rides in on a motorcycle. That's the first time, right? Because mm-hmm. that's two separate things existing on as one single player, and um, it also fuels a lot of the conversations around um, Mystique and you know how can they technologically make this happen so um man tell mike not to make a turn to every character <laughs> he says <laughs> that he wants one. her to turn to all like three like all characters in the game like you know make, make i don't know like i feel like that's a little ambitious <laughs> there's also with. been like the the other side like how how and this is just completely not the game team but just me being like well, what's the lamest possible way? <laughs> could, we make, could we make her like a ditto and she just mirrors whoever she's fighting, but yeah. also doesn't have their moveset? So cool. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't get powers, right? Like, how yeah, do you, exactly. Yeah, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, like, I have like tweets and like interviews of Mystique from like, like, like three, four years ago, like it's been on the topic of the game for so long. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm ready for when Kabam can do her. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it should be great. I hope so, man. I think uh, just for the the level of hype and anticipation, it's going to be a tough one to kind of fulfill those expectations. It's something we talk about on the community management team a lot, where uh, managing expectations. Sometimes if <laughs> we hype up things and they fall flat that's frustrating for the community and we understand that but there's also circumstances where the community creates their own hype and we didn't do it but <laughs> we still kind of have this responsibility to manage it as best we can um but mystique's one that i think's been hyped from everyone in yeah. every direction <laughs> so hopefully it's something that is pulled off smoothly yeah she's uh number three on the the wish list i told you about the unofficial one and she's been number one was, before whoa i think if she was summoner's choice i think she would quicksilver it and just be like yeah. the clear the clear lead all the way through yeah that's what jim did he made a he made like he made what did he do he did like frog man the big wheel 3d man and then he put mystique <laughs> like <laughs> mystique would win that <laughs> yeah. um flat man oh and you mentioned <laughs> yeah fat, flat man too uh, and you mentioned skins. I want to see if relics will actually put skins on champions. Like I know that's like not like official, but I would love if something like that could happen in the future. Yeah, I think it's rare these days that cosmetics are not something that's really in our game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So many games, um, especially things with um, gacha mechanics, cosmetics are a big part of it. It's another way for people to kind of customize their stuff. The limitation in a uh in our sense is definitely the marvel branding right we don't we don't have the same level of freedom um but i'm with you like some some cosmetic changes would be really cool um i haven't i wasn't here maybe you guys can tell me was there an event where the champs were in big head mode like they were little bodies (laughs) and there was big heads i think i've seen videos once or twice 
Yeah, what? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did it for 4th of July, I believe, right? Or not 4th of July. It was uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah. April, April Fool's. That's so cool. Honestly, that's that's really cool. But so, yeah, like, I don't, I, I feel like it is very limited um, in what we're able to do. But um, to have a little bit more cosmetic customization, like the profile pics are cool and the titles are cool. But um, I don't know. It just, it, it feels so rare. It seems like it'd be... If if there's any wiggle room or, or way that we can pull it off, I think it'd be sweet. Absolutely. Or like in like we're always give me feedback. Like, can we get a little bit more cosmetics free? Like, get, get more freedom with cosmetics. I would love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So, have you been playing around in battlegrounds at all? Battlegrounds. <laughs> Yeah, Battlegrounds is far ex- exceeding my uh, my capabilities right now. I'm I'm just trying to push through some story content, and then yeah, solo incursions. Man, that's pulled my attention. Faux sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, what is your progression level right now? Uh, I'm still trying to work my way through Act Five. Um, I also have this really uh, well. It's pretty mild, but uh, if I get particularly stressed about work, um, I it it makes it a challenge for me to open the game in my my free time um so my first few like couple months it was pretty much a couple hours every evening i'm diving in and i'm playing i'm trying to familiarize myself but i'm also it's just it's a fun game so it kind of pulled me in um but as stress levels kind of ebb and flow um there's uh, a level of of uh hindrance to an extent uh and having me want want to dive right back into it so it's a slow process it's a slow process for sure but i'm uh i'm working towards it i want to get better i want to get better <laughs> you're no msd yeah <laughs> no not yet i don't know that it's in the cards for me <laughs> do you do you read the dialogue since you're since you're on the act content um i do i do i think it's uh there was a forum thread about it um you know i think it was a poll at one point on the forums of people like do you read the content and i think it's a uh it's an underrated facet of the game because the writing is actually pretty entertaining and uh enjoyable um and the vast number of people that were like yeah i'd, I'd skip it <laughs> i'm like oh yeah <laughs> people work hard on that <laughs> yeah that's what my whole channel is about it's about the dialogue so oh yeah. everything which not many people say. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's a that's kind of another poll that I think we've. I, I think that was one of the first things I asked when I'm. I'm trying to make the <laughs> the forums a, a a positive place in some capacity because it can get it can get really overwhelming for a lot of people. But every now and then I'll try and put out a post to to just engage in a positive sense. Um, and one of the questions I asked was kind of what is what is the element of the game that kind of engages you most. And story was one of those options, and I agree. It's it's uh, it's awesome, um, but also the the number of people that picked it was not high. Yeah. <laughs> not high. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, is there anything that you would like, or are there any changes that you would want to come to the game? I mean, it's uh, it's a huge game. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough to say because, as I kind of alluded to earlier, it's hard to make changes that make everybody happy. Um, 
And as much as we have, you know, um, yeah, sure, you could give everyone free crystals. That would make them happy. In the short form, in the short form, uh, short term, yeah, it would. But in the long term, it would really kind of ruin some things. So it is, it is this difficult thing. Um, what I am realizing recently is trying to get a gauge of how many people certain changes will imp will impact. So. For example, going into 8.1 release and Battlegrounds release, we were super hyped. We were super excited for these big changes and these big things and stuff that was really and like hotly anticipated and very, very frequently requested. Um, we were stoked. We, we, we knew how much work went into them. And it wasn't until Solo Incursions just released that I was like, oh, those first two things really impact the people that have been playing this game for a very, very long time and are very skilled at it. And that's fantastic. We absolutely want to keep churning out content for those people. But it wasn't a blanket uh, positive for everyone. Uh, whereas Solo Incursions was. And it's been really cool to see um, in myself the realization um, that that's, that's something that I maybe had wrong. Um, or wasn't anticipating, but it's also been really cool to see just the level of impact. So in terms of changes, I would love to say uh, I'd like to to wave my magic wand and make everybody happy, but it's a, it's a really challenging thing to get right because any, any change will have people that just don't like change for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, I read through all the suggestions on the forums um, and some of them are fantastic and some of them actually become things. But in terms of my own personal um, change I'd like to see, I want everyone to be happier. <laughs> I just want, it's great that everyone loves this game. Uh, and I, I love to see that genuinely. I, I agree. Okay. I feel like people are like way too negative and critical all the time. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's what the forums are for, right? For a lot of people, it's become a venting space. Like we see our biggest peak in forum numbers when something's wrong. <laughs> and yeah. I get it. That yeah. makes sense. There is value in that as well. But I would also love to see the forums become this space where people just come and hang out and have engaging conversation about stuff that they love. Absolutely. Uh, Tiberius asks, do you only monitor the forums or do you see like Reddit, line chats, etc.? We look into Reddit. Um, the thing with Reddit is we don't have any moderator power. Um, yeah. So we'll hang out there and, and we really use that to help inform community sentiment. Um, we use it to keep our, our eyes open for any issues like bug reports will come through there as well or, or certain issues or friction points and we're, we're very attuned to that. That's something that we, we look into pretty daily. In terms of line chats, the most that we'll get out of those is usually through our content creator, sorry, content uh, creator program. Um, when, when we have uh, people that'll share it voluntarily, but there is also the occasional time that we'll say, hey, we're seeing a little bit of murmur about this uh, in your people's circles um, what are you guys seeing? And then we'll we'll get some kind of insight into line that way. Okay, very nice. Um, so it's good to see that you guys are looking at at all avenues of potential, like you know, uh, reports or yeah, information. Yeah, I think it's 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 important, right? Like like I said, with the the nature of the forums, is people are there when they're angriest. Um, 
and usually angriest people are loudest. Um, but if that doesn't represent a big, big portion of the player base, we need to know that as well, right? We're we're pretty we're pretty skewed in seeing uh, the same the same names over and over and over again, and it it occasionally requires a moment to step back and say, okay, yes, these people are are passionate and and loud, but they don't necessarily represent the entire community. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jay, you got another one over there? Um, okay, well, I think it's time. Uh, you've kind of talked a lot about stuff coming, uh, but is there anything you can reveal that's coming to the game soon? Ooh, um, nothing that I can drop is like a big reveal. I will say that Inside the Contest has some juicy some juicy nugs. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> that's nuggets. I, I don't know why I short-formed it. I'm too old for that. Um, juicy nuggets that'll be coming out um, at some point in November. Uh, so there's some, some good stuff in there that, uh, that we think will get people pretty excited. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you can reveal this, but is there a narrative roadmap coming in December? I've seen that information floating around. Um, that it's it's there are conversations about it it is as we've spoken of um nothing's concrete until it actually happens um so i don't know personally definitively if that's something that's coming um but it's not it's not something i've not heard about <laughs> yeah that, that, makes that makes me happy that's i yeah. love i love like uh looking at the narrative roadmap and the state of the battle map and trying to predict what's coming. It's like my, yeah, I've seen some pretty cool uh, threads again on the forum of people being like, okay, so here's what I think's coming in December. <laughs> and uh, maybe not in that specific example, but people making those predictions and me being like, Oh damn, they're pretty right. Like there was a moment on uh, yesterday, yesterday on the forums where I went back to a thread uh, comment that I had taken a screenshot of August 30th. And someone, the thread itself was about Incursions store. And someone was like, oh, this is what I'd like to see from Incursions. And I took a screenshot because at the time I knew, but we hadn't been able to say anything publicly yet. And I was like, this person basically just predicted all of the changes coming to Incursions. So when it went live, I went back to find it and, and put it back to the top of the, uh, of the food chain in the, in the forums just to be like, you guys need to look at this. I don't know if this person's a soothsayer or a seer or if they're in our system and they're hacking us. But, like, good for them. They knew pretty much what was going to happen. <laughs> Very nice. But, yeah, it's, Jay loves that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've literally, just the other day, someone's like, you're hacking. How did you predict all the champions that came this year? <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's cool to see it. people. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining. Um, okay, well, we're getting close to the to the end here. Is, is there anything you want to discuss about kind of being a Twitch streamer on that side? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big passion of mine, and it's it's a weird, it's been a strange, a somewhat strange balance coming into working for a game company and also doing streaming on my own. Um, so when I first started, um, we considered literally using my Twitch stream uh, title on the tail end of Kabam, right? Um, and and being Kabam Flannel Jacks. Uh, when I started, the state of the community was a little hairy. So at the time, we were like, ah, let's keep some distance from it. 
Um, I think over the last few months of, of me being here, I don't think it's because I've been here, but we've definitely um, seen the community shift a little bit um, and, and seen a lot more positivity. And um, so it was this, it was the weird secret, <laughs> the content creator program, uh, everyone inside of it knew um, and, and, you know, the level of support and encouragement within that group is pretty awesome and that they're all supporting each other, but would also pop in and, and support um, my content as well. So that was all very, very cool. And, and we're at a point, I think, where agreeing to do this interview uh, and prepping with it, prepping with Mike for it, um, we kind of came to this conclusion that um, we think it's, it's fine that people know. And it's great if people want to come and hang out. Um, and we're hopeful that people are are well-behaved adults when they if they elect to do so. So it's also kind of different because the way that I built my my stream community was on this basis of positivity, of encouragement, of feeling like you're a part of a team. Um, and and you know our community is called the Flannel Family, and it's a very very positive, uplifting group. Um, so again, I think the um, the hesitation was was pretty palpable and and the nerves of of kind of revealing that to the community. But we're at a point of um, if people want to come and engage in that fashion and want to just like the the vibe that I tried to establish is um, if you were in college and you were just sat on a couch in a room with like five or six of your friends um, and you're just kind of shooting the shit and having a good time and playing games and, and chatting and enjoying each other, right? Um, so yeah, if, if people want to come hang out and kind of buy into that, uh, mission statement in a sense, fantastic. I'd love to have people from the community. Anytime I see people from MCOC, um, it's, it's awesome. We have people that'll come in on occasion, just stumble into a stream and be like, oh yeah, I play MCOC. I'm like, that's awesome. Or if people <laughs> from our, our content creator program that'll come in and it, it kind of lights, it, it, uh, it lights me up. I get really, really excited about it. So, um, it is fun. I have a I have a ton of fun doing it. I really enjoy it. It's what led me to where I am at Kabam, kind of building that community and and doing that community management on my own was basically my only foot in the door <laughs> going into these interviews um, to to become a community manager at Kabam. So um, yeah, I mean, if anyone out there wants to come hang out, you're more than welcome to over on Twitch, um, Twitch.tv/flanneljacks. And if you want to come over and um, ask for compensation or about bugs <laughs> on certain things uh don't <laughs> yep you heard it i know don't that didn't ask anything. About... <laughs> go ahead yeah Jeff. join join the flannel cult that's what that's what we want to see yeah uh jawan actually says he says your post on the forums have been greatly appreciated thanks for bringing all the positivity thanks i appreciate that yeah i mean um like I said, we know it's a place where people come and vent their frustrations and that's fine. Um, I try to really kind of let people have that voice. Um, and even if we're not responding to stuff, I read just about everything that's posted there. Um, so, you know, I, I hope people hear, hope that people feel that their voices are being heard and we're trying to adjust the level of moderations to let you guys you know, voice your concerns for things. The only time that we really feel the need to get involved is 
um, you know, breaking forum rules or, or swearing or targeting other people in the forums. And we're just trying to kind of keep it clean so everyone can enjoy their time there. You know what I mean? 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you guys want to talk about MCU or do you want to talk, wrap it up? Oh, I'm good. I got time. I'm hanging okay. out. I'm vibing. I'm having a good time with you guys. If you guys want to keep it flying, let me know. Oh, let's awesome. go for three hours. What do you mean? <laughs> Easy. Marathon. Let's make it happen. Um, all right. So what do you guys think about She-Hulk so far? The, se the season just wrapped up and, uh, and we got a few cameos. I'm really glad that I finished it yesterday. Because <laughs> if we came in here and you're like, so about She-Hulk. And I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we, we were gonna make sure you watched it at least yeah. it was funny because there's a uh inevitably when there's a, a, a disney plus show from the mcu there's a thread about it in the forums where people will just yeah. talk and like, this is full spoilers and when they started the she hulk one i went in and i was like listen i can't watch this for four <laughs> more days so i can't monitor this thread you guys behave in here and i will be back on monday and we will talk about this show. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I think uh, they were very clear from the get-go what they wanted it to be. And I think they succeeded in that. I think, uh, understandably, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, and I've been... I, <laughs> I talk about this too much uh, with other people. But I think, in general, the MCU has really reached everyone that it's going to reach. Um, nobody doesn't know about the MCU. So a lot of the freedom they've been given with the Disney Plus shows is to kind of target different demographics in different styles, right? So you look at WandaVision, which was a really, really kind of big step away from the traditional content you'll see in the MCU. Um, and then it's the same with She-Hulk. They say in the first episode, this is a cute lawyer fun show. Like, this is what it is. Um, so I think some of the hate that it's received is... Um, frustrating because it wasn't targeted for everyone and it's okay for people to be disappointed but for some of the uh, the levels of aggression were a bit out of control um but circling back the finale was very fun very meta um what did you guys think i loved it <laughs> it was good fantastic yeah, I, yeah. I, I had fun with it. It's not, it's not my favorite Marvel show, but I still enjoy what it does well at. Like, I think the fourth wall breaks was super fun to set, like, this this newest episode. Like, um, I, I, I think ever, I don't know if anyone's not seen it, so, you know, I, I, don't, I won't say too much about But the certain scene, like, my mom looked at me, it's like, did you mess with the controller? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did the same thing. I looked around, I was like, did I sit on this? What's going on? <laughs> and then I literally said out loud, alone in my apartment, I was like, that's very clever. <laughs> yeah, I it it was cool and like all the Easter eggs, like the references, like that's my thing with contests, right? So I look at that in that way, um, and I've also studied film, so it, it's it's been really cool. Right. Like um, I liked it uh, a lot, and it, um. I'm excited to see where it's future. She te like like she teased so much, like just from her dialogue. Like really oh my goodness, did. yeah, it was cool. And again, trying to avoid spoilers, but um. Man, there's there's moments kind of alluding to potential like movie entrances and maybe maybe nots and stuff like that. And I was like, this is fun the way that they're doing it and exciting in the way that they're kind of teasing the future of of the the Disney Plus series versus the MCU and and crossover in that capacity as well. Yeah. 
let's just say the the world needs more hulks (laughs) (laughs) uh and a certain Hulk in it, I, I won't say who, maybe might be coming to the contest with from Emrock. We'll oh, see. maybe. Oh, you think so, Most dude? I think so. <laughs> he kind of left Emrock, and he's coming to the game. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. There, was, there was a whole ship of them. <laughs> yeah, that there's a whole gamma horde <laughs> coming. More, yeah. I'm excited. Like I, I wish related to Emrock because I saw so many people like commenting about a certain haircut, and I was like, "In Emrock, he looks pretty badass." So, um, okay. Um, what about uh, what about? Did you watch Werewolf by Night? I intend to watch it this evening. Okay. <laughs> I intend to watch it in the next couple hours. I'm so curious about it. To me, I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad that there's some positive review there. Um, it's strange to me how quiet it was that like yeah. I didn't know anything about it until like three weeks ago. And even <laughs> now that it is a thing, it just like showed up and I was like, oh my God, like that's so the opposite of MCU or Disney plus marketing where they'll tell you for like a year and a half <laughs> that it's coming, get ready for it. Yeah, they switch their marketing where it's like they focus on one thing at a time now, which yeah, like World by Night kind of took the the back end of it because it was only like three weeks before it comes out. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah, weird. But okay, but XN, you liked it. Yes, I like absolutely. it too. I love. It. Okay, Jay, you were a fan. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. The the black cool. and white noir feel of it, the, it, it's just really good. A big fan of Spooky of Uki Spooky season. October is my favorite. Um, oh yeah, and. Uh, if it if it does and it does it well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to bits. Because to me, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I didn't see it for three, four weeks after it came out. And everyone was like, oh, I don't really like it because like <laughs> it's weird. They tried to do some horror stuff. And I was like, okay, like that's speaking to me. And then I saw it and I was like, yeah, but it, it tried to do too many things and didn't succeed at any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I so, do agree with that. If they kind of knocked it out of the park in a in a horror sense on this one, I'm thrilled. Yeah, yeah you'll you'll have fun with it for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, what do you guys think of uh? Shoot, what else just came out? Miss Marvel was out earlier this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Marvel never got its hooks into me. Um. Again, I think it's <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't the target demographic. Uh, I think that's just the kind of the nature of the beast. Um, I saw stylistically, I really enjoyed it, um, but I really only did watch one or two episodes. It's something I plan to go back to at some point, um, but it's not something I kept up with week to week. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I watched it uh, every week. I, I and, did as well. Yeah, and did we enjoy it? Yeah, I, I, I okay. There was there was yeah. some parts in it that were a little uh, wishy washy to me, but um, overall, I thought it was like a a whole wholesome hearted, you know, family show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I I like that. The family part was definitely speaking. I watch all the Marvel stuff with my family. Oh, nice. So, like, yeah, I, I my my dad, my mom, my sister, my brother. Like we we all sit that we like with like shield. We have to wait till like nine p.m. to watch it because that's when everyone can be together. That's so and, cool. And uh, I like it. So Miss Marvel definitely speak to me with her family. Like I, I like that. 
she's a character. She's so relatable because she's she's this teenager. Like, well, I mean, I'm not a teenager anymore. I am a young adult, <laughs> but you know, I'm still like in college, and you know, I still am young, and I, I definitely relate to her on that. And and you know, having to deal with your mistakes and the whole quirkiness as well. I I like it. Yeah, I uh, Jay, I know you mentioned earlier that you studied film. I kind of did, but like way back in high school, I was in a, a, a school of the arts for drama. So film analysis was part of what we do. And it stuck mm-hmm. with me so much that I can't watch film without a lens of film creation in some yeah, capacity. Exactly. So it changes the way I watched movies. But at the same time, I'm really excited about the the process of how things get made. So to me, it's really cool that the girl who played miss marvel uh uh the main character that's her first acting credit like i always love that that kind of stuff i think it's so so awesome (laughs) there's such a fan too like like i super relate to her because that's me with like contests comics mcu like i i just relate to her so much on as a fan and she's a fan in the in the actual universe and on top of in real life like it's it's really cool yeah, I think it's something you guys have convinced me. I'll circle back to it now. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll, yeah. Some of the filming stuff, too, is really interesting how they do it. So you'll like that yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Edgar Wright. He's my favorite director. Uh, when, yeah. he was, when he left Ant-Man, I was heartbroken. Um, but there was a lot of, I don't, I mean, clearly it wasn't him, but it felt like, uh, you know, stuff in his image, things that I could see that he would have done uh in the the film direction side of it so i thought it was really cool um so i'll definitely circle back yeah oh sorry absolutely it was was definitely a fun show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and we we had such a queen absolutely uh and we have uh wakanda forever next month like within less than a month too actually whoa yeah you're right what is it the 10th november 10th Yes, I think that's right. I was just it's looking at somewhere in my calendar, but it's too far for me. Is it the eleventh? Oh, yeah, do you guys get to go to premiere? Because I know Thor four, the Kabam, got to go to the premiere. We get together. We don't go to like uh, red carpet premiere or anything like that. But we we go as a group to to check in on it the the day it releases. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I saw, um, sorry, Gabe went to the premiere, and that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, All it's funny people. because <laughs> like we get the question a lot as well um, for. Um, New York Comic Con or like yeah. when is is MCOC going to have representation at blank? Um, keep asking those questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think the more people that are like, yeah, we should you should then maybe at some point they'll, you know, if if the masses agree, then you know, there could be a case made for it. But for me, I anytime anything comes up internally where they're like, Oh well, this is in LA, I'm like, I'll go. <laughs> and <they're> like <laughs> You know what? You're grounded. You're not going anywhere. Stop asking now. Um, but yeah, hearing the conversations in the forum about New York Comic Con and stuff like that. And it sounds like it was just an incredible, incredible time. I'd love to be able to get out to uh, to schmooze with the community in some capacity there. Yeah, we, we haven't been either. We, we want to go. We're waiting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, again, I can't. I, I have no insight into whether or not things are happening. Um, but my desire for them too is high. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get uh, MCOC to NYCC. That'd be great, man. Get this Absolutely. the MCOC CCP MVP to the <laughs> NYCC. More letters. Oh my goodness. 
Uh, <laughs> All acronyms. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I was gonna say my. You know, I don't. I don't know if for Wakanda Forever, like you guys obviously can't say, but my predictions was a Tuma and Mabaku from like the beginning of the year. So we're gonna see if I'm correct on oh, that. Oh dang! We'll for for the champs coming to the contest and the in yeah November? yeah 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 next year, like next month. You know, I was okay. like. Mabaku, I was at the time we don't. I didn't. We didn't know there was a new Black Panther from the trailer. So Whoa. you know, I don't know if I'm gonna eat my words on choosing Mabaku over this new Panther or not. But okay, okay. Uh, we'll see. Atuma, I definitely feel in it. We'll okay, see what happens. Okay. okay, uh, okay. <laughs> we also have the Gu- the Guardians holiday special in December. So that's. I'm kind funny. of. I'm kind of going into that a little bit blind. I watched the Groot shorts and I was in love with them. I was like, what is this chaotic? pandemonium that's happening in these Groot shorts this is chaos what's going on here um so if they kind of take any of that level of of humor and bring it over to this um christmas special or holiday special rather sorry um i think it'd be really really cool yeah (laughs) my son loves the i am Groot shorts they were so fun They're too short. I need I need more of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only what five. Yeah, I think okay. so. And they were like at most th- like three, five minutes. Some of them. Yeah, they were yeah. super short. They're like Great, two though. minutes of actual footage, and then it's the rest is like credits. <laughs> Eight minutes of credits. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they should definitely bring back more of the uh, the I Am Groot series. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I mean, animation of that capacity is so laborious. There are so many people um, that that work on those types of things, even for a short of that size. So, hopefully, it's something they already have in in uh, in the works. Because so. if they just hear us and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do it," it'll be another like five years before we <laughs> yeah. see anything. They, they work with so many VFX studios. Like mm-hmm. Endgame was like three studios. I don't know if you know this, cool. but if you if i don't know if you're in the lord of the rings but the rings of power has like 20 vfx studios it's beautiful it's there's a uh if i'm gonna shout out a random ass youtube channel that does not need support in any way there's a channel called uh corridor crew yes i love them i've watched every episode of vfx uh artists react there was one today i guess not everyone i I haven't watched it today but i love that that's the that's the kind of peek behind the scenes that i like to see and um and and hearing about all the intricacies they just talked to uh oh names are hard for me uh the (laughs) creator of of the deadpool films and and the the process and and vfx and and stunts and stuff on that set was all really cool to hear as well yeah that that's the whole reason i brought reigns of power because they they just reacted to it today (laughs) oh yeah i still have to watch the finale to that so i got to watch that before i watch their episode i guess then well, they don't. They don't. They only show stuff from the the first few episodes. Okay, perfect. Then I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, the finale was insane though. Like I, like oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I have not seen it yet. I will. Dude, it's good. Five hundred million dollars <laughs> for you to watch it. That's how much they paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big production. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Jim brought up. Are you guys watching Andor? Oh yes, that that's good as well. I have not. I um shied away from Star Wars. I couldn't What? I uh I love Star Wars for what it's done for nerd culture. I, I think it has a really special place that I think is really impressive. 
Um, so it has my respect, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I watched the original trilogy and the prequels. Um, and there's just so much of it that it's the same thing with comic books where I waited till my twenties because it was intimidating to get into. And I think it's the same with, uh, how much star Wars content there is now. Yeah. There's a lot of star Wars content going on. Yeah. The Andor show, I think, is going to be wrapping up soon. And then we have the animated Tales of the Jedi. So, you know. What Clone was Wars. it? <laughs> Not as well. Clone Wars? Was... That's one of my favorites. Was it Star Wars Visions that was, like, just a, uh anthology, anthology? of, yeah. like, eh, whatever art style you want, sure, none of it's canon. Just do whatever you want with the <laughs> Star Wars license. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. That feels almost more approachable to me. Maybe that'll maybe that'll get its hooks in me. Yeah, that that was really fun. I was just talking to my graphic design professor about it because he were talking about uh, the cyberpunk um, edge runners. That's so phenomenal cool. on Netflix. So cool. Yeah, and the studio of Trigger who made that also did an episode of Visions. Oh, cool. Arcane, same thing. It's been cool to see video games get really good representation in in series recently. So yeah, Arcane been... was great. It was oh. it was so weird. Like the I've never seen like that. You've probably watched the Cordic episode on that. The Breaking yeah. Town, like the painting on three so D cool. but two D at the same time. It was yeah, like three like D characters but two D effects. Like it's so cool. I don't have an artist like artistic instinct in my brain i'm very literal so when i see people do things like music or art or that level of creation on a visual effects side of things it blows my mind i have such a level of admiration for it yeah anything that like white mummy does <laughs> white mummy is so cool white mummy has only been brought to my attention recently um the uh the the solo incursions the doom and the legion of doom bots yeah. post that they did was so cool yeah, I he like he puts life into these like static images that yeah. like it's an, it's kind of cool, you know. Mark, yeah, maybe we, they need to hire him, you know. Just I saying. don't know, maybe. <laughs> sure, I mean, I'll write a letter. <laughs> um, what about? Uh, I mean, shout out to to Cat Murdoch too. I have um, yeah. I have Cat Murdoch's um, Kirby Guillotine mashup sticker oh, on yeah. my phone. That's nice. what's acting oh. as my case. It does not serve as protection but yeah <laughs> what do you guys had, uh how have you guys one. say again i had an Aegon sticker on it but it's one of her older sister stickers so he started rubbing off and i was i was sad yeah i have a thermos an end. i have a uh thermos a coffee thermos covered in her stickers even with one of uh with what's what is it stealth suit spider-man it has my uh name under it that's it's like cool. a six-star like frame. It's oh, pretty cool. Oh shoot! Yeah, I think it, it looks just like Imagine Jim's profile picture, but with stealth suit. Oh, cool! I dig that. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the uh, the motion comics that um, that came I'm back last glad, month? Finally. Yeah, I, yeah, I love the motion I was like, comics. Come on, bring it back. <laughs> if you guys uh, like them, show them some love. <laughs> because I don't think it's uh, a, a circumstance where we know if that's going to be a consistently returning thing. Um, but, you know, almost everything that gets done on the marketing side of things, metrics are analyzed. People go through and look um, at the performance of those things. And sometimes it's hard to make a case um, for things to continue when, you know, if it's a 2% uh, 
um, of the community that enjoys it. It's it's hard to make a case for it to keep going. So if you love it, show it some love. That's how things uh, continue to exist when Absolutely. we know that people really like them. I did a breakdown think, on it. <laughs> I think yes. we all have come to a consensus that uh, the art team for MCOC just smashes it out of the park every time. Yeah. And it's I completely agree. It's another layer of things that that I admire because I just couldn't. <laughs> I could never. Yeah, <laughs> like Xander says, they don't know what L's are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jay, you got anything else over there? Um, yeah, I was going to continue. I keep keep the motion comics. They they are so cool, and I haven't read the event quest. So I don't I don't know if it ties in, but some of the event quests in the motion comics like are like bread and butter and i, I mm-hmm. that's like my favorite is when they when you can nail storytelling in a motion comic and then nail the same storytelling in the event quest dialogue like i i love that um and yeah i like the 3d stuff it's cool but the story of the motion comic is it really compels me to to be more invested in the motion comics mm-hmm. than the uh the, the champion reveal videos yeah, I like the art style. Like the motion comic comics uh, are pretty minimal in in terms of animation and stuff, but I think it works. I think it's really cool. Yeah, you could do. I don't know if it would work if you could do both the uh, the champion reveals and the motion comics. Who knows? Mm, I uh, I mean, everything costs money. That's yeah. what it is. So sometimes <laughs> it's this or that. So yeah. it. Uh, It'll always depend on what is received best in some capacity. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got anything else, Jay? Um, let me see. Are there any? Uh, someone says Andor is twelve episodes. Then never mind. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know they already confirmed like many seasons, so that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, what do you think about Hercules and Namor casting in the MCU? <laughs> I the Namor casting, I I love. Um, I love that they changed. I don't know if you guys seen they've changed Atlantis in Wakanda to be Talakan. Yeah, and they changed I, the name because yeah. we also had to address the changes in uh, on the branding side of things, and just something for us to be aware of. Mm, yeah, so you know, Atuma, you know, he's Talakan. <laughs> okay um, but i i like it you know obviously i my my mom and and her mom my family is from panama so oh, for cool. from central americans i have this um this like this latino culture and ancient culture from where my family originates from is important to me because you there aren't the mayans and and the um that hasn't really been touched on by marvel it's been a little bit but to put that in extent and make it land as something so unique, so tied to our actual culture instead of being like this fantasy world under the sea, I think is much cooler. Yeah, I mean, representation's important. Um, and I think it's cool that MCU is in a position to impact so many cultures um, by, you know, positively representing their, their those cultures. So I think it's very, very cool that uh, people are excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's uh, it it makes me excited for stuff like uh, Kashala or, or or others like her to enter the MCU. Mm-hmm. Even and maybe then, a Miles. Uh, <gasps> be- your legacy characters, I, I want them. Man, Miles is gonna be so important. Mm, it is true. Uh, and then Hercules, Roy Kent. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's uh ted lasso is one of my is probably my favorite show of all time um Ooh. it reaches out to me on so many personal levels of like teamwork and leadership and responsibility and stuff like that so to see roy kent <laughs> he's all bulked up <laughs> i know he's a big dude what's going on yeah i so i to say he i, I think it kind of he fits hercules like i'm not you know, he's not as big as that in real life, right? Of course. <laughs> but the attitude of, of like, adding Roy Kent's character to Hercules, like, just fits. Uh, unsurprisingly, it's pretty funny. It makes me very entertained. I, I think it's fun. <laughs> I'm excited for next season. I think what's the last one? It's the last, so I'm kind of sad. I know, but you know what? They're, they're just going to do it right, you know? Yeah, that's true. They're going to do it right. They're going to end on their own terms. Um, it's not going to drag on and take a dip. All right. Um, anything else? Chat does your chat have any questions? Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Coat Hanger okay. came over to drop a follow on on uh, on Twitch. Coat Hanger, it's very entertaining seeing your name again because you're written on our whiteboard and the office because of one comment on the forums that I thought was so monumental it needed to be immortalized, and I have it memorized. It says, um, you need to spend less time worrying about me and less time uh, annoying people on the forums, and you need to spend more time worrying about being a good person. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's perfect. This is the <laughs> message everyone needs to hear. <laughs> and so it's writ written on a board in the office. Very nice. Yeah. Shout out to Coat Hanger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, Slayer, we we skipped Thor, we skipped Thor: Love and Thunder. Besides, obviously the 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 last uh, part of it. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the the important part, right? Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, and we talked about the the tie-in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, which, did you watched it because you you said you watched it day one. What'd you think about yeah, it? Yeah, we went and saw it day one. I liked it more than I think most people. I think what I wanted from it, they did well. Which you know, coming off of Ragnarok, just letting this cast that's pretty damn entertaining just come <laughs> in and kind of do their own thing. I love that a lot of it's improvised and they just again they seem to be having fun. Um, so Hemsworth coming in and just you know nailing it as. Uh, having some relatively comedic moments. I think where it stumbled most was its villain. I think Gore uh, was cool. Yeah. I just don't think he was intimidating. Like we didn't see him do anything that they, that should make everyone scared. Right. And then as soon as a key plot point involves wishes, you've lost me. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I love Gore from the comics and I think he was great. Like when he's, messing with the children like i just love that and and messing with valkyrie like like giving that whole speech like bringing back her past and just that trauma right back to her was insane mm -hmm. but you're right there wasn't no, like like the gods were like oh you know he just he was just killing some lower gods it doesn't matter to us we're just here like i was like come on show that to us yeah it was such passive storytelling right that they're like you guys should be worried he's killing people like show us and then <laughs> yeah. like Ultimately, as a result, the sword was more intimidating than the person carrying it. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
don't I, I think the one thing that I really liked about it was uh was the goats. They were fantastic. <laughs> and uh yeah. And Stormbreaker being salty. <laughs> yeah. That one was fun too. And we had a little fun with that on the marketing team. We put out a tweet that was like the uh the angry girlfriend meme, but it yeah. was the two, yes. the two weapons. I thought that yes. was one of our that was one of our better assets. I think that was really fun. <laughs> I, I love that when you can have like creative freedom with it. I have it. As a, I have yeah. it on my wallpapers. Oh, so that's awesome. oh, here it is. Yeah, there we go. I'll put it in the chat. Oh yeah, I also put this <laughs> this um this video of Chris Hemsworth like a gigantic like comedic Molnir just walking around <laughs> on set. <laughs> Like he's like, yeah, I got I got Molnir back. <laughs> it's just insanely large. Wow, it's the size of his entire like the head of the hammer is the size of his entire torso. <laughs> yeah, like plus plus some. He's a funny dude. When the pandemic started, he had um, he released a couple like mindfulness meditation videos, and they're funny. <laughs> they're very funny. I. Um, and shout out to, to anyone who's able to be entertaining in the MCU and also be a part of, um, cabin in the woods. I mean, underrated, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so too. Um, uh, you got anything else, Jay? I'm pretty much out of shit. (laughs) I'm just reading whatever we see. Um, let's see here. Yes, he is in Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, did the goats die? What? The goats are not dead. No, the goats didn't die. You'll, you'll hear them probably soon. Yeah, and even White Mummy animated the 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 jealous oh my girlfriend. Goodness, White Mummy killing it. <laughs> yeah. Anytime That's he added music a new to wallpaper, it. he uh, he pretty much just edits it immediately. Yeah. He's doing such cool stuff. Oh, fire! You're asking the imps. Okay, so Jack said they it's been talked about to do a narrative roadmap. So nothing official, and it yeah. might not happen. So we'll see. Okay, but my guess would be December, just like we had last year. Yeah, I oh. feel like it's also important. Like I said, if you guys like stuff that's being done, let us know. That positive feedback goes mm-hmm. a long way, right? We always hear people. Um, we hear people when they're angry. Trust me, we hear it. But when people come <laughs> with stuff, hey, I love this, that's way more motivating. And there's definitely a difference between um, demanding and requesting, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. hearing that positive feedback, uh, it motivates us tremendously. Absolutely. Well, yeah. The narrative roadmap, I mean, that gives us three hours of podcasting time. <laughs> yeah, we did. we did a whole... Uh, we did a whole thing where we, were, we took the narrative roadmap and the say the battle realm and just predicted for three hours on who we thought was coming this year. Um, it was awesome. Uh, okay, so someone, so uh, Jawan, he asked, "Is there any updates to Kabam Taps a lot that with the input issues on the horizon?" Um, so the input stuff in general is uh, is something that's constantly being evaluated, and and some of the productive changes positive changes I've seen in the last little while is um, developing new software. So it's, um, is it software? I'm not a, I'm not super technological, <laughs> but uh, developing essentially new internal tools to um, 
um, to be able to fully identify the the problems that are because it's impacting everyone so differently that these tools are going to really show a lot of insight. And some of the CCP have seen um, and and toyed with them and uh, been able to show them on stream and that sort of stuff in terms of uh, reporting full matches and and the the level of detail it comes through on the other side um, and and what they can kind of look at on the back end just from being uh, receiving this report and and kind of this flag is is encouraging. Um, so I know it's something that's that's a constant um, conversation and and there's people that that is <laughs> that's their day to day. Um, but yeah, I know I know when I started it was the it was the number it was the it was a plight. It was and it's still you know it's still not great. We know that that's the case and it's something that's continuously under wraps. We put it on our beautiful bug board. Um, which I love <laughs> and then just keep telling people about it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's something that's been a, a problem for a long time and, and people are continuing to work on it. Um, the perspective of you guys are just leaving it so that we spend more units is definitely not the case. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it has proven to be far more elusive than anyone ever expected it to be. Um, so hopefully it's something we can uh, get a good handle on soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'll it'll be nice to 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 play the game at, as normal without uh, anything like lag or 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 missed inputs or whatever. You know. Oh, I know. I know it. It was uh, when I started. It was hard to to kind of. S- to assimilate into the forums because no matter what the issue was the inputs became an underlying comment right so it was like um oh there's this bug with the crystals you guys can't even get the inputs right and it's like okay those are different things i want to help you but i can't (laughs) fix the inputs i'm sorry i don't have that power um so it's uh it's it's not forgotten just because they're hasn't been a, uh, a a public update about it. It it is still being worked on. I promise. <laughs> awesome. Okay. It says definitely appreciate all the work that's gone into it. Also, the bug board's a great idea. Thanks. I'm glad that was uh, that was a mic thing that I just encouraged and and uh, hoped would come to fruition. And it's awesome. It's uh, it's just again. I think it's a level of transparency and and. You know, not just are you aware of it, but where in the process are you, right? Are you investigating it? Have you found a fix? Is it a fix that'll be coming now? Or is it a fix that'll be coming out with the next patch and that sort of stuff? So I love it. And you're talking about the Trello board, right? Trello board, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was whose idea was that? You said that was Mike's. That was- that was Mike. Mike had been working oh. on it for some time and uh, gone through a few iterations. And by the time I got here and and showed some some love to it, we uh, Mike Mike got it done, man. Nice. Yeah, I I definitely think that was a that was a good way to uh, to ex- uh, express some sort of transper- transparency towards uh, what's happening with bugs and what you guys are aware of and and not aware of and what's getting fixed and the like i guess the timeline in in which it's it's getting worked on too yeah it's a weird balance too right because in some sense it's like uh it's discouraging it's 
removing a necessity for people to go to the forums, which is not what we want. We want people coming to the forums. We want that to happen. Um, but at the same time, we've also created this tool for transparency that if people go to the bug board, they sometimes don't need to come to the forums. So it's kind of like, right. eh, it's like shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess in a sense, but um, it, it, it looks nice. <laughs> it looks so nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you got anything else, Jay? Uh, <laughs> Fire says, why is there another <laughs> champion for Ultron? Come on, pay attention to MROC. That's Viv Vision. All right, calling it now. Um, what I was going to say is, since we're wrapping up, is there anything you kind of want to shout out? Uh, what are you kind of planning on doing for your Twitch? Um, yeah, keep an eye, um, on what we, we, (laughs) let me start over. Um, for me personally, I'm doing, um, a charity stream for Extra Life. Um, Extra Life Charity is a, uh, organization that pairs gamers with local children's hospitals and they have a month long fundraising all the way through October into November, but every year they have one game day where everyone kind of comes together to, to create this programming to try and raise money. Um, and our community has been fantastic and generous and we've raised quite a bit for charity, uh, over the years. Uh, but this is something that I'm really, really excited for. And it's very, very meaningful to me. Um, so that'll be October. Nope, sorry, November 5th. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on um, MCOC socials and stuff as well, because we have some some exciting stuff from a community engagement perspective, uh, potentially um, on, on the horizon here. So some stuff I'm not at liberty to discuss, but uh, if comes to fruition, I would be thrilled about. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll be That's looking awesome. forward for uh, summer summoner's choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big one too. So, yeah, he talked a lot about stuff. I'm, I'm really excited. Like my brain is like, mm, let me, let, can we go there now? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's give. But, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, I think we're uh, about at the end of it, guys. I want to thank uh, everybody for showing up live, and um, I want to thank Jay for streaming us live on YouTube. Let's thank uh, our guest, Kabam Flannel Jacks, for joining us on a Saturday evening to talk about work. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here, guys. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and have a good night. Bye. <laughs> All right, we thanks for listening to X and interviews. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can click the links in the description for our guests or our link for Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash XN interviews. Patreon.com backslash XN I N T E R V I E W S. Thanks for listening. <laughs>